Thanks so much. Everyone all right? Um, it is such a genuine joy to be able to listen to everyone, uh, not only the quality of the poems, but the way that you support each other and lift each other up. That is not something you get everywhere. So thank you for letting me be part of that. Um, there's been a few different languages spoken tonight. I'm going to throw another one in the mix. Uh, I studied maths at university, and while I was there, I was given the chance to do a year abroad in Germany, and so I tried to learn German because I'd heard that it was very popular there. And <laughs> as a poet and a mathematician, I love the German language because in many ways it is very logical. You can just kind of stick words together to make new words, but you can also be very creative with that. For example, the German word for hand is Hande. The German word for shoe is Schuhe. <laughs> and the German word for glove is not Glover. The German word for glove is Handschuhe. <laughs> because it's a bit like a shoe you put on your hand. And I would say to my German housemates, this is amazing, you guys have got hand shoes. And they would say, yes, we know what gloves are. Why are you so excited about gloves? Do you not have gloves in England? But... For me, it turned learning a language into this sort of fun, exciting thing. Uh, one of my favorite words in German, I found out the German word for a tortoise is a schildkrotter, which translates as a shield toad. I sort of imagine it to be the Captain America of the amphibian world. <laughs> and when I found this out, I looked up what a snail was in German. I really hoped it would be called a sort of shield worm or something like this. It turns out the German word for snail is just schnecker. Can everyone say schnecker? It's fun enough. But what's even more fun is the German word for snail is schnecker, and the German word for slug is nachtschnecker, <laughs> which translates as a naked snail, which I think is adorable. And so I used to try and invent some of my own words while I was in Germany. And where I lived in Germany, uh, there was lots of incredible food, uh, and there was an amazing Turkish place that did very good falafel. And the German word for falafel is falafel. Whereas the German word for spoon is Löffel. So if you had a very specific spoon that you only ever used to eat your falafel with, then this spoon in German would be called a Falafel-Löffel. Uh, so I wrote this poem. It's called Falafel-Löffel. And it's about a guy called Phil who just really loves falafel. Um, it starts off in German. I'll translate as I go. There's a chance of some audience participation. I have no doubt you'll be excellent. It is entirely in German, which made a lot more sense in Germany, but is a lot more fun to do not in Germany. So we'll give it a go. This is falafel. Phil ist voll. Die Nacht ist gut verlaufen. Phil sieht ein Geschäft und er fragt, was sie verkaufen, which means Phil is full. The night has gone well. Phil sees a shop and he asks what they sell. Falafel. Falafel full falafel. Which means falafel spoons. For spoonfuls of falafel. Was falafel? Falafel full falafel. Wie falafel? Falafel full falafel. Now, Phil doesn't speak German, so he's left a little baffled. See, there is this fella, Phil. And Phil loved falafel. In a falafel raffle, he would snaffle all the tickets. He always answers in affirmative to offers of falafel, even if he's awfully, fully, Phil, awful if he didn't. And for us, it might feel effortless to live a life falafel-less. 
but Phil effervesces unless he gets his falafel fix. So if Phil was ever to be offered luffel of falafel, he said yes, despite not knowing what the effer luffel is. <laughs> Fulfill a life of love and laughter, we'll have a falafel after. <laughs> so it's yes, despite not knowing what the effer luffel is of a falafel falafel luffel. Phil, I feel awful. So it's yes to spot knowing what the effaloffel is. A fluffy falafel is often iffy if he's honest. So it's yes to spot knowing what the effaloffel is. Of half a loffel of fluffy falafel is if he leave it even as if he's left a message for his kids saying yes. Despite not knowing what the effaloffel is, always yes to spot knowing what the effaloffel is. So when I say, wie viel falafel is zu viel falafel, which of course means how much falafel is too much falafel. Could you reply in unison in your best German accents? Fear Luffel Falafel is too feel falafel. Which of course means four spoonfuls of falafel is too much falafel. Just my own sort of personal limit, but I am trying to spread the words. Um, I'll talk you through it. If you repeat after me, fear. Luffel Falafel is too feel falafel. Wunderbar. Wie viel Falafel ist zu viel Falafel? Viel Falafel, viel Falafel ist zu viel Falafel. Wie viel Falafel ist zu viel Falafel? Okay, it's not bad. But it's not excellent. Uh, I think we can do better. I've got two tips just to take this to the next level. Uh, tip number one, if you can, try and sound a bit more German, okay? <laughs> Whatever that means to you, when I, won, when I lived there, they won the Football World Cup. It was incredible, it was euphoric, we partied all night, and it was all cleaned up by 9am the next day. Um, the way we're going to do that, I'm going to ask you if you're ready, instead of replying yes, I want you to shout back to me the German word for yes, which is ja, okay? And we're going to ride that energy to the end of the poem. The second thing you can do is what I used to do in my German language classes, which is where if I was ever asked a question by the person up the front, and I was not entirely sure what the answer was to that question, I would just repeat the question back to them with enough conviction that hopefully they would move on. I was going for a sort of Sava, Sava vibe. Um, so if you just want to repeat what I say, it's a bit easier. We'll give it a go. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Wie viel Falafel is zu viel Falafel? Louder. Wie viel Falafel is zu viel Falafel? Schneller. Wie viel Falafel is zu viel Falafel? If it left him on his deathbed with a message for his kids saying yes, despite not knowing what the effaloffel is, always yes, despite not knowing what the effaloffel is. Phil war voll. Die Nacht war gut verlaufen. Phil sah ein Geschäft und er fragte, ob er sie verkaufen. Falafeloffel. Falafel, Phil, Falafel. Falafeloffel. Falafel, 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 You've got to make an effort when you travel. You walk into a room and my body turns rigid. Can't move. Don't want to. I'm now rooted where I stand like an aratelis tree. Singapore cherry, my cheeks turn ripe red like the fruit. 
in my rib cage. My heartbeat is playing Chinese garter on speed. Jumps 10, 20, 30, 40. This is a schoolgirl's crush at 34. Childish, I know, but let me relish the rush that's been buried under past hurts. It's not like honey, baby. But let me taste the dew in the santan flowers, sugar, exora blooms. Let me flower chain poems into words about your dimples. Kilig is that feeling that bubbles up from inside you and explodes into a smile on your face or a chuckle. You look my way and it's tumbang preso. Your gaze, the slipper. My heart, the can. Which is to say that it's kind of (laughs) rusty. And pretty empty. (laughs) My thoughts are skipping minute to minute thinking step, yes. Step, no. Step up to you, can't. This feeling has turned me into some dalagang Filipina, modern Maria Clara, shyly stealing glances at you from behind my abanico. (laughs) You are so cute. You write poetry like parang ang sarap mong magmahal, how maybe it tastes like sapin sapin, layered, colorful, sticky, sweet, rice cake, perfect for merienda in the golden afternoon after siesta. Maybe one day, (laughs) one day when I grow up, I'll muster up enough courage to call you, ask you to come over and play. Langit lupa, sino ang taya? <laughs> Ikaw, you, tayaka, baby, you're it. Okay, okay. This next poem, and thank you, Vest, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, This next poem is in my second book, and it's a torch song, which is evident in in the imagery that I use, and it's called Smoke Song. It's in my second book, which is available upstairs. Thank you in advance. (laughs) This one does not have a point yet. Just lines that are piled one on top of the other. There is poetry and the undefined. The quiet, the silence, the unruffled mess of what's not to be disrupted is rhythmic like a psalm or a song. I can't tell you how long I have waited for you to come back for me. I can't tell you because I really don't want to have to think about the desperation anymore. It has been arduous and painful. So let's just say that I've been waiting for a very long time. There have been nights when I resorted to begging the stars for something other than the waiting. But the stars bow down for no one. I would ask how the sky looks like in your side of the city. But I know... There is no point in asking you anything. 
Anything that required to be said has already been said, so what's left? The song that I vowed to write you that night when we made a bonfire by the shore? Okay, then. Take me to the burning room with a grand piano and I will play you the song until I ember and ash. I did vow to do so. Even through the smoke, you are still the most beautiful thing in this city and I, well, I am still the last thing that you'd save in a fire. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. to me are not offered but flung. So what are you? Where are you from? I say a New York. But your name is Carlos. I mean, where are you really from? I say Uh, New York. <laughs> bueno, yo soy latino. Mi padre es colombiano. Mi madre es estadounidense. Nací en New York City. I lived in four countries, moved 12 times, went to 12 schools before I graduated high school. Is not what I would say in 12,341 years because I don't know a darn thing to anyone. What am I? What am I? A financial aid form? A vegan red velvet cupcake recipe? Dude discovers his first Latino with green eyes and suddenly appoints himself the authority on Latinidad. Like, but you totally don't look Mexican. Oh, Colombian. Like, what percentage are you? Do you speak it, though? Fluently? Dance salsa well? Oh, but not both parents. You've been there, but not lived there. So you weren't born there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a government questionnaire. I'm not an anecdote for your homogenous social gathering, your homogenous friends. I know everyone you hang out with looks like you, has a name you are able to pronounce and or share and or sounds pulled directly from an episode of Leave it to Beaver. Here's the deal. Latin America is not just Mexico. Actually pronounced Mexico, pero whatever. Central America is not part of South America, and Mexican is still not a language. The question, where are you from in our current America, is a slur disguised with a question mark. A passive-aggressive microaggression saying you are other. Saying you are not from here. Saying you are not, nor will ever be, one of us. Saying go back to where you came from. But I, I am from a place beyond place. A place where once you're from there, you can never leave. Because it exists beyond dirt and flesh, beyond your linear and limited concept of time. I am from bloodlines unkillable as water. I am the return that is only earned when absence has stretched its greedy void across a passage as stoic and sacred as Nabuela's hard-edged love. I am my black and Latina daughter's grace. Chimered into the cobalt pulse of these once too often fists, I am a boy. Without a word of English in his mouth, in a Catholic school classroom in South Florida, his son on a stage in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, at the Emirates Airlines Festival of Literature, 59 years later tonight, reading this poem for him. I am the steady ray of light, unlocking my mother's teeth, tossed skyward with a laugh. 
what harder joy looks like carved from the wreckage of a lifetime's worth of grief. You are not ready for the answers to the questions you ask, not ready for the worlds these words might shake free. You could never understand what I am or where I, where so many of us are from. So I opened my performances at the festival with a freestyle at Desert Stanzas on Tuesday night, and I feel like it's only right for me to close with a freestyle poem, first time, last time, never have it happen again, hope it's not a complete catastrophe, but if it is, I'm sure y'all will hopefully love me anyway, or at least be nice to me. Cool, you want to do that? Okay, let's go, cool. You who put your hand up, what's the first word of this poem? Me, okay, me is the first word, thank you, cool. Uh... Last word of this poem, uh, right, right there. Yes, you in, in, in the white hijab. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the last word of the poem? Love. Love. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be this is gonna be perfect. At the table back there, um, you on the left, the left hand side. Uh, what's the title of this poem? What's that? Beautiful. Oh my gosh. And then someone in like these first two rows. Someone enthusiastic. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. What do you want this to be about? Say Esma. Oh my gosh. It to be about Esma. Oh my gosh. Okay. To be about Esma. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Beautiful. So this is about Esma, Arabic name for a woman. Okay. The title of this poem is beautiful or I've already forgotten that. The title is beautiful. The first word is me. The last word is love. I wonder where this is going. Okay, cool. Uh, so clap for me like I'm getting up, and then I'm going to do this, and we're going to close it out, and then we'll bring up some more poets. Thanks. This is a brand new poem I just wrote. It's called Beautiful. <laughs> me and you. I don't know you in the physical form, I don't know you as a human being. In front of me, you are a place. But I imagine you as a woman, a woman with music that is so beautiful the way it slips off my tongue. I know five words in Arabic tops. But when I see you in this city that has taken my heart, in this city that does not want to let me leave, in this city that I do not want to let me go, I just hear the wind come in and say, Esma, say stay here. I picture a woman. I picture a woman who I love without needing to know her in the physical form because she is a place, but she holds me. She carries me. She walks alongside me. She is somebody who tells me, you were meant to stay here. Please don't go. Please come back. And when I think of the things that are vibrant, I think of all the people, I think of all the nations, I think of all the languages that sing so quietly in a place like here. And it is not the place that I know. It is not the place with the fractured pieces under every step that I take. It is a place that is saying, please, do not go. There is something beautiful. Even when we don't talk, even when we don't need to see it, it is something that you feel deep, deep inside of your gut. And it makes you want to weep and just say one word, love. <laughs>